BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one size fits all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. Here at DSW, we're getting back to our regularly scheduled program, living your best life. Whatever is on your calendar, you're going to need some really good shoes. That's where DSW comes in. Find Need Right Now sneakers, wear everywhere sandals, and everything in between from top brands like Adidas, Reebok, Steve Madden, and more. Shop now at DSW.com or a DSW store near you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Here for the Right Reasons, Us Weekly's Bachelor Podcast. I am your host, Sarah Heron, and Katie Thurston's season has come to a dramatic end after that three-hour finale. There is a lot to unpack on today's episode, and we can't say goodbye to Katie's season without a full recap of After the Final Rose, her breakup with Justin, her engagement to Blake, the drama with Greg. So I called on Bachelor Season 20 alum Kayla Quinn to break it all down with me, and here is my recap with Kayla. I am here now with Kayla Quinn, who you guys, of course, know from Ben Higgins' season of The Bachelor. She was on Paradise. She just got married. And she just told me that she has never been more passionate about a season in a hot minute. So we have so much to talk about with Katie's finale. Kayla, how are you? And congratulations again, by the way, on your recent wedding. No, thank you. It's not about me today. Today, I am just so excited to talk about Craig and Katie because seriously, I just feel like we all empathize with one of them in this whole conversation. It's so true. I, I'm honestly very split and I don't know if it's just the, and I get very passionate about the show. I've been covering it for us weekly for a while. And I don't know if it's because I've been like trying to take in everybody's reactions. If I've been listening to so much, but I change my mind every time I have this conversation and I kind of changed my mind a little bit between last week's episode and this week's too. So Mm -hmm. first let's start with, I know I saw your tweet last week and you were very much feeling Greg last week, right? Tell me a little bit about that. Well, I feel like last week and this week are a little different because now we know the ending. But last Mm -hmm. week, I just felt like everyone was, to be honest, ganging up on Greg and not seeing his side. And I know we I love Katie because she's, you know, stands up for herself. She speaks her mind. And that's the bachelorette Katie we love and adore. But at the same time, I think people weren't empathizing with the feelings Greg had. And everyone... um, just kept saying he's an actor, he's gaslighting. They were using a lot of accusatory words. And I think um, not using, I don't know, 
I just, to me, I just felt like we all needed to like kind of listen to the words he was saying. And when you went to the root of it, it was just that Greg wanted this whole experience to be real. He didn't want, you know, to feel like there were walls put up that she was in a role. He wanted to feel like it was just the two of them. And Katie stood her guns and wanted to stay in the bachelorette role, which we all can respect. And so that miscommunication, that misalignment is where all of the conflict started. Yeah, that is a hundred percent true. I think that this, it was interesting to see because when we first, first of all, they teased it, the way they ordered this whole thing really kind of confused me. I think the same way you and I are talking about Greg right now, we should have just closed that in the beginning. I don't think it made any sense for us to be watching all the Blake stuff and then go right to Greg and then try to bring it back to Blake. I think it was unfair for everyone to like, and even the viewers to try to follow that narrative and then be happy for them. Whether you like agreed with Katie or Greg or not, I just don't think that was the right way to structure the show. I agree. Like when you go through a breakup, you want that closure first before you can move on. And they're like trying to make us, you know, you know, date someone while we're still heartbroken because us as audiences are heartbroken for Katie because we were already that relationship. So there's just so much happening at once. So much happening at once. And it was obviously pre-taped, which I don't always love either because you never know what we're missing. The, The live part of After the Final Rose is always like, just like an adrenaline rush. I feel like <laughs> yeah. Yes. And everyone, this was felt a little more like pre-planned out, um, which I get, but Katie came in guns blazing. Um, I mean, when we saw her first talk to Caitlin and Tasha alone, you could tell she was still upset um, mm-hmm. from everything I understand. And after the final row situation, they had just maybe watched the episode, like even backstage too. So she maybe gets a little fired up. The producers are talking to you. They're reminding you about how, how heartbroken you were. Even if you're happy with Blake, she gets out there and immediately doesn't even interact with him for the greeting. And I think he was thrown off. I don't know if he was just naive or just hoping that she was going to come out and not worry, like not go hard on him. But either way, he, he was shocked. You could tell the second she didn't acknowledge him when she walked out on the stage. No, you're right. And, and I've been in that situation before. They really do bring you back to that moment. Okay, they right. bring you back to the breakup seconds before. And they're like, do you remember that feeling you had? Do you remember the last words that were said? This is what happened. So if there's anything you want to say, they always, the producers always tell you, get it out now. And so I think Katie wanted to, not only for herself, but for all the women out there who have been um, spoken in an aggressive manner, I think she wanted to stand up for herself and it was all pent up. And you're right. She did take it all out on him and you could feel pain, anger. We all saw it. It did feel like she wasn't over her conversation with Greg. And I, I feel like, I don't know. I, it, it was a little much to me. Does, does it a lot to you? It, a lot is definitely fair to say. I think that she, I definitely think it would have maybe benefited from even being live because she would have maybe been a little like, this just felt so riled up to me. Like it was planned out in her head and it almost felt like the first draft of the email you're, you're like, you don't send like you, you have to read back. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying her feelings weren't valid and I, I can't imagine what it's like to have watched that all back because I also watching this season, I really liked Greg, but then the more like I heard stuff and you know, you can't always read, but believe what you read, of course. But then I would like watch the show and it would start to play into a thing where I was like, Oh, maybe he's really not that into her. Like during group dates, he did look kind of miserable. Like she called him out that one episode. And ever since she did that, I was like, Oh, I don't know if he really wants to be here. And then the way the exit went down was a whole other issue. But 
I definitely understood why she felt that way, but I really do think maybe like if she, she had all these talking points and she came out swinging and she threw them at her, him. And then he didn't even really respond to them. So it was just like two totally different people. The way they communicate has just, just doesn't work. And this was another example of her, like having this passion and him just like, <laughs> and I, in his defense, if he got like angry, that would have gone over horribly. So right. I don't know what he should, was supposed to do either. You know, I thought, no, I just thought, I thought the conversation went perfectly because at the same time, I'm a woman, you know, I get like, sometimes we have emotions bottled up and you can't judge people for wanting to get that out. And so I'm happy for Katie that she could just release that. Hopefully it gives them closure because I am happy for her and Blake. And you just want them to have the best chance as a couple. And the only way to do that is for her to completely move on. And so I'm glad she said everything she wanted to. And I personally thought Greg took it like a man. He was like, I am just happy for you. I'm happy that you ended up with this person and it worked out the way it did. Everything happens for a reason. And at the same time, I don't know if Greg would have been the best match for her because Katie, um, you know, takes her responsibility as bachelorette seriously. And she'll be in the limelight for the rest of her life. She'll yeah. be the bachelorette for the rest of her life. And there are moments that are going to be a little more not staged, but where she has to step into her role, just like, you know, the queen of England does. She took <laughs> on her role. Yeah. So I don't know if Greg wants all of that all the time. He seems to be the guy that really wants like real authentic relationship could like have a house in Nevada, uh, you know, on a, in a field and just be the two of them. And that's where, that's the thing that bothers me though, is that where people were so hard on Greg and we're giving him all of these labels. Like the fact that Katie in this finale kept saying like, I feel like you were an actor and were tricking me. I feel like is unfair because an actor is someone who plays a role. Yeah, that's true. I think the acting stuff is so interesting because it's one of those things where every time someone, especially now more and more, every, someone comes on the show and stuff starts to come out about them. And it's crazy because I feel like our instinct used to always be to believe it, but then you had someone like a Victoria Fuller who like that girl did like that whole thing about how she was like a home wrecker, like all these crazy things. And I feel like we all just believed it. And then it, I think it turned out to not be true, like at all. Exactly. Like I think she, she's like saving herself for marriage or something. And everyone was accusing her of being a, a home wrecker. So it's pretty alarming. Like, the way this whole world works. Um, because I did get a few messages from people too, like saying stuff about Greg. And it's like, if you're not in my, from my perspective, if you're not willing to go on the record or verify things, like I can't do much with a friend of a friend of a friend, you know what I mean? Like hearsay and right. blind gossip and stuff. Like there is a difference. I know, you know, this is a us weekly is a, a tabloid magazine, if you want to call it that, but we do try to verify things. You know what no, I mean? No, you do. I agree. Right. So it's an interesting thing because this conversation around him has been very negative online, but it's not necessarily fair to just believe everything you hear. Um, so for her to kind of believe, like when she brought up the stuff about maybe he really is like a cocky guy from Jersey versus a shy guy on the show, I, I would understand the frustration of hearing that. And then combined with, um, you know, her feeling like he flipped a switch and sort of like abandoned her and left. Cause I do think that there's something to be said for the argument of if he loved her so much, he might not have quit the show the way he did. Um, but so I think it's really just like all of those things put together is why she feels that way. Cause it is a question, like, does she believe the Greg she met on the show who did come off? I mean, up until the end, they had a very 
strong connection or does she believe what she read? And she chose to believe, you know, the stuff she was hearing um, and his reaction to, you know, I'm not Meryl Streep and the laughing. I, 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 it was just a little awkward for me personally. It was so awkward. And at the same time, we, in our minds, believe what we want to mm. in order to move on. And if that helps Katie move on, maybe she needs to create that narrative. But at the same time, I think it's unfair to ruin his life and say, you know, you were acting to me the whole time. So because we're all involved now. Right. So at the same time, like, yeah, you know, it worked out. She found her person and hopefully, hopefully they could just have peace and be on good terms because bachelor nation is so not incestuous. Well, it is incestuous. (laughs) And I guarantee you they're going to see each other some more. So, um, hopefully we could all just move forward. Yeah. I think, um, my other thing about Greg was, because again, like I see both sides to it and I really think it was so interesting that, you know, I mean, I'm up there asking people team Katie, team Greg, when I can't even pick. So that's hypocritical of me, but, um, I really do see both sides of it. And I understand why she wanted to get that closure. And like, she had all those things on her mind. Um, and then I understand why he, I'm, I think it was, he, like you said, he did a great job just sort of taking it and like kind of I think he could have owned it maybe a little more though. The no regrets. And then having right, to take right, that right. back was a little much like him saying no regrets. Yeah. And I also think I struggle with him saying that he didn't know he was going to leave during that second conversation they had. Right. Like he said he was trying to like get back on the same page. I don't think that's true. I think whatever, whether you think he was right or wrong to like react the way he did, I think his mind was made up. I don't think he was going there to get clarity from Katie. I think he was going there to tell her he was going home. Yeah, I'm with you. I think he went in there um, kind of at his breaking point. I think we all have a breaking point and the whole season, Katie was giving him a lot of validation, you know, in the parameters that she set for herself. And so I completely see Katie's side on that end, but I think, yeah, Greg needed more and um, he just wasn't patient enough to sit it out. And so when he went in there, he was, you know, kind of fired up and had his mindset and yeah. And he, and they ended it because to him, it had ended the night before. Yeah. I think in so that too. in that right before the car, if she loved him to him, he's like, if you would have loved me, you would have broken all the rules. You would have said, I love you. And it wouldn't have mattered. And I almost, I mean, I think a lot of people wish they saw that what would have happened, but at the end of the day, it worked out. And this is how things were meant to be. Yeah. I mean, I think you can totally argue both things because now on the show, we've seen people quote unquote, break the rules several times. So if Katie wanted to be with Greg, I think it's totally valid for him to, I mean, it's, if she didn't, she wasn't ready. She didn't, she didn't know who she was picking as much as she was saying, like, you're my front runner, you're my front runner. I think she was also speaking in those terms to protect herself because she didn't know yet. And mm-hmm. she really was still thinking of it as her journey. And, you know, it is kind of, it comes off a little robotic. So I do get Greg's point of view from there. It's right. like, let's break the wall. Like I'm over this freaking show. But at the same time, it's her prerogative and her right as the bachelorette to ride it out. If she so chooses, will people quit along the way? Potentially that's a risk too. Right. But I think that, if it was Greg, she totally could have quit. Was it fair for her to put her in an ultimatum? Maybe not. And that's, but we've seen, you know, Claire two weeks, we saw Colton jump a fence, whether you think that was the right or wrong thing to do, it's happened. So technically Greg was right. If he wanted to put it out there and say, I only want to get engaged if you're going to quit with me right now, or if we're going to leave together, but she also has the right to say, well, no, I don't have my mind made up yet. And I think it switched for him with her reaction to not saying, I love you. And it switched for her the way he reacted to that. And that's why these two would have never lasted in the real world. Completely agree. I agree. It was such a signal to him that, you know, yeah. Yeah. That this was, yeah. I'm sure Greg, 
I'm sure Greg will come back up in this conversation just because it was kind of a little shadow on the whole episode. But let's go back to the beginning when she wakes up um, a little bit of a Carrie Bradshaw moment in her bed. And, you know, yeah. she's sad, um, which I get. And I also think a huge part of what Katie was going through. And I, I, I don't know what it's like to be on the show. And I certainly don't know what it's like to be the lead on the show. But I think she was probably also just stressed because two of her top four left. And whether whoever she whether it's going to be Blake the whole time or not is a whole other debate. But either way, that confidence probably was really shot. And that must be really scary to think about one, people watching that, having two of your four quit on you. And two, just being in the bubble, like, what the hell's wrong with me? Like, I totally sympathize with her when she was saying that. Like, I'm sure she felt like it was her. 100%. And that's one thing I'll give to Blake is like, he's always been confident in this. And he has done it a couple of times. And he also has the added benefit of being on a pedestal to her because she's watched his season. Mm. And so to her he will always be the idealized man, you know, that I had a crush on before. And just like you had a crush on a guy in high school, you might still think about him. And so I think, you know, yeah, her confidence was shot. She was in this room, but you know, I think she's like, you know, I could still be in love with Blake because I've had feelings for him for longer. You know, he's been confident, he's been consistent. So maybe this can work. Yeah, I think one of the things she finds most attractive about Blake is how well he, ha- at least as of when they were filming the show, is how well he handled filming the show. Because she had so many right. guys who didn't handle it well, which that's no, not a dig at anyone. Like, I don't think you can expect, because of course there's an element of this is what you signed up for. But at the same time, once you get there, as you can attest to, you don't know how you're going to react, even though you know in the back of your mind that this is what I signed up for. So I don't think we can tell people they're like right or wrong in how they react, but you can also have to say, okay, I did sign up for this show and at the, I'm supposed to stick it out until this week and whatever. If you choose to leave, that's totally up to you, but you can't be mad if people point out about how the show works, you know? that makes any sense. Right. I completely agree. And that's why it feels a little bit more like paradise to me. This season is because so many like on paradise, people leave all the time. You can leave on your own free will. Um, and both, uh, you know, both of people's feelings are a little more, um, put to the forefront. And I think we're all used to just it being Katie's choice. Mm-hmm. And everyone else should just stick it out until Katie decides what happens. And so I, I think we're all kind of jarred by how many people left. Here at DSW, we're getting back to our regularly scheduled program, living your best life. From finding excuses to hug all your friends, to checking that big hike off your bucket list, to embracing the return of wedding season, life is calling. And whatever is on your calendar, you're going to need some really good shoes. That's where DSW comes in. We'll provide the shoes and you'll make them awesome. Find Need Right Now sneakers, wear everywhere sandals, must-have boots, and everything in between from top brands like Adidas, Birkenstock, Reebok, Steve Madden, and more. Head to DSW.com or DSW store near you to find your new favorite shoes. Whenever something like big happens like this, like Ben saying, I love you to his type final two, Colton jumping <laughs> right. friends, like different things like that. I'm always like, now they're changing the game where, and I almost feel like Claire doing what she did with Dale gave Greg the confidence to like, say I'm leaving. Like it, it's whatever people watch the show and they now know the, these quote unquote rules that have been the format of the show, which it, the show needs structure. But at the same time, there clearly are no actual rules because right. it changes every year. So it's definitely a complicated thing. Um, but I think she totally loved Blake. Part of the reason she admires Blake and loves Blake is because of how cool, calm and collected he handled this season. And I think a huge part of that is because he did it before. Yes, no, I agree. And I, and I think there is something to say about Blake because he is consistent for all of us. And you want a, a partner that's consistent, that's confident, that's, um, you know, 
level-headed and I, and Blake is that. Yeah, he definitely is. Um, before we, Oh, I did want to also note, I thought it was great that Katie told Blake about everything that happened in the hot tub during that like day portion of their date, because I think one of their biggest obstacles, obviously for right, the immediate future will be watching this back the narrative, you know, did she settle for Greg? This is stuff people are going to talk about whether, you know, it's, good or bad or ugly. People are going to have opinions. That's what this show does. It sparks conversation. And I think her getting ahead of it, bringing up Michael A and Greg. And I thought Blake, I mean, I don't know if they just didn't show his reaction because they really just made it seem like he kissed her, but then in his confessional, he was kind of spiraling. So I thought that was an interesting reaction to that, but I'm glad she told him. You know what? Blake is a little long winded in his answers. So I a hundred percent think the producers cut that. They were like, Oh, you know, he has a seven minute answer. We have about 15 seconds to fill. So he's just going to kiss her today. Yeah. What? I am so happy Katie got that off of her chest because otherwise it would feel like a secret and she wouldn't feel like she could move forward. And so I think that's why their proposal was possible because she was completely honest the entire time. And that's why I do love Katie so much. Yeah, I agree. I think she, like, we, I will say she took her role as the bachelorette. And again, it's not good or bad, just very seriously. She and did. I think she was having the, to have the foresight that this is going to play back. Cause why would she, it, it, that's a hard thing to bring up. Like, and she was pretty candid about it. She was like, yeah, like I wanted to quit. And like, if she didn't say that, and then he watched her on the bathroom floor, like imagine how awkward that would have been. <laughs> Right. He would have questioned everything that happened after that, but she was really honest. And because she got that off her chest, she could like feel like she could trust him with her vulnerabilities, her insecurities. And he's like, I accept you. I accept you for wanting to leave. I accept you and appreciate you for staying. And that is a real man. Yeah, that's so true. He, and he's, I think he's just, he, like I said, he handles, he's got that thing that certain bachelor contestants have and certain don't where they can compartmentalize and they can yes. trust their connection. And again, I'm not saying it's good or bad. Cause I don't know how the hell I would react in that situation. Like how do you, you don't know until you're there. Right. And how your feelings for this person, if they're real or not. You're right. And I think maybe compartmentalizing is probably the number one thing you need to go into being a castmate on the show. And so, yeah, I give, like a lot of credit and I don't, what does he do for work? But he goes to Africa for months at a time. Wildlife conservation or something. Oh, that's amazing. But at the same time, I'm sure you have to compartmentalize the life there from your life in the States. Cause it's probably completely different, you know, otherwise you wouldn't be able to do your job. You wouldn't be able to focus. So, and if you're gone at months at a time. So I think he's kind of used to this, um, being out of your element lifestyle. Very good point. Um, we go to the fantasy suites. He has a very long winded way to get to. I love you. Um, I effing love you to which she says, I effing love you too. Um, which that moment made me think, wow, these two really are compatible because they had similar reactions to like the the way they speak and their, their mannerisms. Um, and I also thought it was interesting that one, she said, I love you because of the whole debate of the week before, but also when Blake was talking and his long winded like speech, she was nodding her head. She was saying, yeah, I feel like she was trying so hard to be present in that moment because she was trying, she had PTSD from, from the Greg situation. (laughs) I completely agree with that. I feel like she, yeah, almost is taking that into this conversation. Like, Oh my God, he said, I love you. I know what not to do because it's trial and error. And it went really well because she spoke her mind and she said, I love you. She didn't hold back all of those things that we were hoping for earlier. Maybe she didn't love Greg. And so that's why she couldn't say it. Who knows? But at the same time, when you don't hold back, this is the reaction you get, you get a genuine relationship. 
Yeah. I mean, it's in the pessimist in me, of course, is going to say, you know, did part of her say it back because she's scared he was going to leave? Like I possibly, but either way, or was it Blake the whole time? You know, that's a huge thing. Like last week when everyone was watching the Greg breakup, everyone was like, just say it, just say it. Like Greg's the clear front runner. And she was saying things like, you're my number one, you're this, you're that. But now watching this, I am more inclined to think she really was split down the middle between the two of them, but was scared to, to commit to Blake in the moment, maybe yeah. because she said it back so quickly to him here, or maybe cause Greg was already gone. I don't, we'll never know. We'll but never it, know. <laughs> it's hard not to think, you know, Oh, now she's going to say it like, you know, just throwing that I out know. there. I know. I mean, I feel I you. Yeah. <laughs> but they have a, they have a great night together. Their fantasy sweeten up. And then she of course does the right thing. She's got to send Justin home. I mean, Poor Justin. I know, poor Justin. Oh my gosh. I feel like everyone forgot he was still there and she still had to break up with him. And you know what? That's one thing that I give Katie so much credit for. She, it's so hard to break up with people. She had to break up with 30 people and it's, it doesn't feel good to hurt people's feelings. And so she really, um, is an empath and, and takes that on seriously. And she did a great job and he was so mature in his exit. So I just want him to find love too. Yeah, I, I think so too. I thought he, it was actually so interesting because I, I mean, he was so fun. He was like the comic relief of the season, right? He and, was. And not, not only in his facial expressions, but also for like social media. Cause everyone was joking like, Oh, Justin, like he's still here. Like kind of became the butt of the joke, which was kind of sad. But at the same time, he was really shocked. He said he was blindsided when he got sent home. He went into that date thinking, you know, Oh, everyone's gone. I have a shot when as the audience, and I know we didn't see certain things, which they kind of said they had unseen moments, but as the audience, we were like, what is this guy talking about? And then even like, she was emotional on stage with her. Like I was like, Oh, I really like justice for Justin. I know. I mean, I'll empathize like a lot actually, because I was the final three, my season back in the day. And like he, and, you know, my lead was madly in love with the other two. And I had no idea, oh. <laughs> you know, and that's the thing is Justin, which is good compartmentalized and, um, just focused on his own relationship. And so I give him so much credit for putting his whole heart out there for being invested and for blocking all of the noise out. And, um, and I think you saw his real genuine feelings at the, at the reunion at the finale. So I'm, I'm happy. And yeah, justice for Justin, you know, it's also so funny. You say that about your season too, because I remember when I talked to Brie after Matt James season, she, and she was uh, yes. like came in third, if you want to call it that. She yeah. also said she was like blindsided and had no idea. Sometimes I think maybe the person who isn't top two, but just misses is almost more shocked be than the sec, like the finalist. I don't, and I don't know why that would be, but maybe yeah. that's a harder breakup sometimes. Probably because you, you didn't get the validation that the first, the top, mm. I mean, I, yeah, we're not supposed to say top two, but yeah, the, the last two got, you don't get the same validation of like the chance of them saying, I love you. So you probably don't have that expectations and you're just a little aloof thinking, you know, you're doing all of the right things and you, you probably don't have like a major hurdle you get over Like all of those right. final two get over a major hurdle, an intense conversation, an intense family um, interaction. And since yours went so smoothly as the third, you're probably like, Oh, I guess we're fine. 
you're right. And it's also probably like, you don't realize, cause especially now, so they had to like live together when they're on this resort, but during a season when they're traveling where traditionally you don't even know that where they're at with the other people as much. Oh, so yeah. you really think you're like, Oh, we're having so much fun. I'm definitely winning where the other two are going through like emotional agony because <laughs> like, they've gotten validation, which is a blessing and a curse on the show. Cause it'll either get you to the end or you're heartbroken because you got the validation. I mean, that's one new new adjustment with COVID and this whole um, staying in one place for The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. That's one thing that I'm still getting used to. The fact that the final three see each other so uncomfortable and awkward to me. And I think really holds them back from from being focused on their relationship. And so I think it's unfair, but it's the thing the producers do. It's not Katie's choice. You know, the three of them are now staying together. So it probably does make good TV. Yeah, it does. And I, I think they, I feel like they started doing it with like Peter Weber's girls. Like they made them all like stay yeah. in the same hotel and that wasn't even a travel season. And I remember being like, this is gross. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't like this at all. No. Um, but like, and Blake, like being able to talk to Justin about like, I just feel like he handled the show so well. And so did Justin. And I liked when Justin whispered to Katie, like love to be in a fly on the wall for that one. Like he clearly has such a great personality and I hope we see him again. Like, I think he'd do great in paradise. Totally. I think he would do amazing in paradise. And I think you're right. That sense of humor made the season more fun for Katie, hopefully. And we want her to enjoy this experience too. You don't want her to be traumatized for all relationships forever. You're right. And she definitely had her fair share of, I feel like she had a lot of drama at the beginning. Then it kind of like evened out and she was probably like, I got this. And the second she felt confident, Michael, I <laughs> left and then Greg left. And then no. I mean, damn, it was a lot. One um, after another. Yeah. One after another, we said goodbye to Justin. We met Katie's family. Which, oof, um, the Aunt Lindsay, Aunt Lindsay, who hurt you? Um, I don't know if she's just like dry and sarcastic or if she just doesn't really like men or if she just went through a bad breakup or if she just doesn't believe in the show or all of the above. But I felt very bad for Blake during his conversation with Aunt Lindsay. Oh, I felt horrible for Blake, but I also loved Aunt Lindsay because I love a woman who sticks to her guns and doesn't change just to be on the show. She is herself. She is like a badass, like take no names, um, tough love woman. And she cares about Katie. So yeah, Blake really was tested and he, like we said, you know, was consistent. He stood his ground and he, talked about everything that he loves about Katie. And um, I don't think anyone would have been able to be good enough for her, for Aunt Lindsay. Yeah, a hundred percent. Because like, like, you're right. Like she has the right to ask those questions. And, you know, it was funny right. when she was bringing up the Clarentasia thing and she was trying yeah. to get more specific details. But when she was like, what's your plan? And he was like, we're going to like, we're committed. We're going to talk through things. She's like, that's not going to work. It's like, well, what the hell is he supposed to say? Aunt Lindsay, right. what's his five-year plan? I, he doesn't know. But she would have said that to anyone. And at the same time, like Blake, you know, he, he didn't let it phase him. So it's good. He was, I don't want to say he was tested, but it was, I thought it was a hilarious conversation. He did handle it very well. Another example of Blake handling things well. (laughs) Yeah. And he kind of won her mom over at the end, which was nice Mm -hmm. when her mom started getting emotional. Um, that was really cute. Um, but I also did think it was kind of weird that during last week's episode with Greg, they, according to Greg, they were like moving to New York and had their lives figured out. And with Blake, it was like, we might go to Africa. Like they're clearly like winging it, which maybe they also are just more easygoing personalities. And Greg is more type A and wanted like something more specifically laid out. But I did pick up on that. I was like, I feel like last week she was moving to New York and now she might become a Canadian citizen. Yeah. 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 Um, I think they have more to talk about. I, she probably had more conversations with Greg, which were maybe out like about the future. And I don't know who knows. Yeah. 
I don't know either. Um, then we had this weird date where they like talked about their fears and burn stuff. Um, I think that was just a time filler because for some reason this needed to be three hours. Um, and then Neil Lane, which Us Weekly did break the news that this season filmed early, like wrapped early. And now we know why, because two guys quit. Yeah. Um, and she said, we got our confirmation. Neil Lane had to get, get some rings there. Um, and you know, I know this show is incestuous. Like you said, a little weird in my opinion, Devtasia being the one to guide Blake on his ring journey. I'm sorry. I think that's so uncomfortable because no matter, no matter what a contestant will tell you, they have like, you know, there's impressions that people left on them. Tasha definitely left an impression on Blake. Mm -hmm. So the fact that he's like looking at rings, it does look like he's, he looks like a little kid doing like a math homework. He's like, okay, this is so like, and the teacher's watching. Yeah. It, it's like, Oh my gosh, I got to get this right. Like this is so uncomfortable. So it was just funny to me. And I wish they, I wish they chose Katie. It was so weird. I know. I totally agree. And or Caitlin right. Brissot. Yeah. I wish they told it's yeah, impressions. Exactly. That's what it is. It's like, even of course this world, everything changes so quickly. You know, who knows if he was in love with Tasha Clark, whatever, but they do leave a mark in a different way because of the way the show works in the accelerated format that like, even if you don't even consider them an X because it's kind of ridiculous, there is something to be said for the way the show works that you like feel these intense emotions, whether they're fleeting or not. This was less than a year ago that he thought he was, you know, the one for Tasha. I know it's, it's, it's really awkward to watch. And I, and I think all of America was thinking it too. They were like, this was just last season. It wasn't like four years ago, five yeah. years ago. This is like probably six months prior to filming. Yeah, you're right. Literally six months. Um, and I love Tasha, but I also feel like she got a little, a little much when she went from, you know, got to propose, got to propose to maybe you should let her go. I'm like, well, wait a minute. Maybe we should talk like through this because again, another example of this show is they don't have to get engaged at the end anymore. There's no real rules. And I think that there's clearly something between Blake and Katie and she almost like pushed him a little too far. I think like, I, I don't know when he, when he decided he was ready to propose, but I don't think it was in that moment. And I don't think that was the great advice Tasha gave him. Right. I think he probably could have been supported a lot more and hopefully it was just editing where she mm. talked to him a long time and maybe he said a bunch of things and she was like, well, maybe the conclusion is you got to let him go. True. And maybe we didn't see that, but it, for us, it was jarring because it went from, you got to, you're right. Flip the switch. Got to propose and eh, break up with her. You know, yeah. not enough people have done that yet. Maybe you could be like the 18th. Um, like and I'm Katie. But the good news is, like we keep saying, Blake is consistent. He comes back and he doesn't let that like phase him, even though he's like talking to his ex that he definitely made out with, yeah. like about proposing to some other woman. So he, he does love Katie and we see that it's genuine. And that's what, all we, all we want for her. Yeah. And I think another example of the two of them being super compatible, in addition to the same way where the, I love you had like the same energy in there. Like, I just feel like she's always smiling when she was with him. Whereas with Greg, she was kind of like pulling, trying to pull things out of him. And I don't know if that was just Greg's personality, whether he like didn't love being in front of the cameras, even though he allegedly loves cameras, I don't know. Um, or if he just was really reserved in the whole process. But with Blake, I feel like she was very much like giddy all the time. And then the proposal had that same energy where like, I personally, don't think I would have loved to fake out with like a long pause of I can't give it to you, but I feel like she kind of liked it. So like they kind of work in that I way. way. I think they totally work in that way. I think they both know that they're on a show. 
Mm. you know, and they're both playing into it. But I do think that their feelings are real. I think the difference is Greg didn't want to like accept that he was on a show. He just Mm. wanted this to be real life. And Blake leans into it. It's like the same with people who make spoofs on social media. Like they know that they're on social media and they're just like entertaining people. And, and at the end of the day, it was their proposal and she's happy. She seemed so excited at the end, her tears. And it was a great ending. Yeah. It again, like, I just think it was very them. It was them. We're so quick to, you know, this, these people we're quick to compare proposals, rings, couples, like (laughs) who's going to last, who's going to not, because it is a show, but they are real people. And I think that one thing I took away from this whole season, and I said from the beginning, when Blake got there, Blake is definitely not everybody's cup of tea. He's definitely a little, you know, sexual and can be crude. We've seen his paintings and stuff be blurred out, but Katie laughed so hard every time. Mm -hmm. And she loves that side of him. And she's got a side of that to her too. So whether you like loved Katie or not, I think it's pretty clear that her and Blake have a lot in common and they do make sense. Right. I totally agree with you. Their relationship is unique to them and it doesn't, it's not supposed to make sense to all of us, but as long as they're happy and their puzzle pieces fit or whatever, um, their, uh, what's it called? Rubik's cube, like aligns, then that relationship will be successful to them because that's all that matters. Yeah. I just want to know what's going to happen with Greg next. I want to know if he's going to like lay low because he is like worried about the polarize of like, he's kind of like a not controversial figure. That would be maybe a little bit of a harsh term for it, but I feel like people are very split on him, but at the same, there are, there are a lot of Greg stands too. And I just wonder if he's going to like lean into limelight or if he's going to feel like he can't because of the acting stuff. Cause it's, I mean, everybody on this show wants a little bit of notoriety. That's why you're there a little bit. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely a fine line for Greg's next steps, but I hope that he gets healing. I feel like he loved this entire experience because he learned a lot about himself. And what I always say is like, I, one of the best experiences in my life was filming the show because you have a producer with you 24 seven. There's like, you know, 20 producers, 30 castmates. So it's like having a therapist with you 24 seven asking you, how are you feeling? How are you doing? Let's dive into that. Let's unpeel this. And so he had three months of therapy basically. Mm. And so I hope he keeps going and, and it doesn't um, spiral into something else. Who knows? But I would love to see him again on paradise. I would love to see him on another girl season. Um, if he has a crush on her, because I, I love how genuine he felt to me. That's a hot take. If he came on another girl season, I wonder how that would go. Yeah. I mean, I do not talk. I mean, I don't know any secrets. Yeah, yeah. No, I I'm with you. Yeah. We'll see. We'll, we'll certainly see. I'm very intrigued to see how, how the rest of this plays out just with, you know, also not, not that Katie, like I said, I think she had every right to try to get her closure. She came in a little strong, but she had every right to try. And right. now will, you know, will this become like a social media shade thing? Will people be liking tweets? Will I be stalking them on my thing and screenshotting things they don't want me to see? That's when you know also whether people are really over stuff too, because she got her closure. So hopefully she can, I mean, she'll be asked questions about him. She can't control that, but the way they interact with each other going forward. Cause like you said, they run people, you, this is a small little bachelor bubble. It is a small bachelor bubble and 
Yeah, I think it's going to be so interesting because there probably is shade. <laughs> There's probably sure there be shade for a long time. And that's okay because, you know, normally when you break up with an ex, you never see them again. But here, you're going to see them probably every single day on your newsfeed. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Sorry about it, Katie and Greg. I apologize in advance for my role in there. Um, yeah. <laughs> Kayla, before I let you go, I had a quick little game called Bachelor Secrets. And it's just little things about filming the show if you have answers to them. Um, some of it's about paradise since we're gearing up for that if you're down to play. I'm so down to play. Let's play around. All right. Let's play Bachelor Secrets. When you were on Bachelor in Paradise, were there drinking rules with your alcohol intake? No, not a single drinking rule. The bar was always open. What about in the mansion? In the mansion, there were no rules. Mine was right before that controversial season Mm. with uh, Corinne. So did you have a personal rule? Because I would definitely need to set boundaries for myself. And I'm not good with open bars in general, let alone when there's a camera in front of me. Well, honestly, my biggest regret in life is that I didn't drink more on the show. I feel like it would have helped me loosen up. I was like really tense, but, um, I have, I can only drink one glass maximum every like couple hours, but I didn't have a rule. Okay. You just are smart and, you know, didn't have to give yourself a role. Um, (laughs) What is something specific that you remember them not letting you pack in your luggage besides like your phone? Um, they ask you not to bring books and they ask you, I really wanted to bring like a Polaroid camera Mm. and yeah, they couldn't bring those, but I'm well, that's harmless. Yeah. It's harmless. Why can't I read a book in the corner? But I think they want you interacting with other people. You can bring a journal, but not a book. Got it. Because you can, you know, reflect and write down yes. and drive yourself nuts. Um, yeah. If you, was anyone in your time on the franchise in either show, did you see them get something taken away? Oh, um, I can't think of anything. No. And were you ever allowed to use a phone or make phone calls filming either show? No, I, I couldn't. Only like single parents or like if something bad happens, right? Right. Correct. Which is sad. Amanda Sand, I saw her talk to her daughters, which was so sweet. Yeah. So sweet. Which by the way, going back to like Greg real quick, like I look not Greg, Michael, one of like the saddest, the darkest things I feel like the show has ever aired was that FaceTime with his son. Like I almost feel like they shouldn't have showed that. I know that broke my heart and, and I can, and he's the best dad in the world for being like, this is not even you know an option for you to feel that way. Yeah. Yeah. That was sad. Um, how many roses do they go through in a night? Are there ever like a broken one being handed out or anything like that? Oh, what's so funny is like you will get a rose on a group date and you're like, oh, I'm going to keep it fresh. Like got to save this for, you know, a couple days later when we're at the rose ceremony, but they have like buckets of roses everywhere. And so if, if it looks out of place, they just swap it out. So there's like a black bucket of at least 20 roses that are perfect without any thorns mm-hmm. waiting at your beck and call. Without any thorns. That's so interesting too. Um, Peter Weber once told me that there was a kissing motion that producers signaled him for a makeout session. Did you ever see any signals from producers about making out? No, they never gave me like a signal, like pulling my ear or something, but they always did before you see the person, they always hype you up. They're like, what are you going to do when you see him? Are you going to run into his arms? What's she going to do? And you're like, Oh, I guess I'll run into his arms. Yeah, that and my last one, the run and jump. I take yeah. issue with it. it. That is that is probed. Like you pretty big set, right? Like they they tell you to do that. I mean, how often do you naturally run into your someone's arms? Not often, but they do kind of like plant that seed and you're like, why not? It, and that's what the romance of the movie is. And that I mean, that's what the producer's job is, kind of to bring those things out of you that you wouldn't normally think of. 
That's a nice way to look at it. See, I'm like, they're making you do it. You're like, they're bringing it out of you. This is why yeah. you're on the show and I'm the, I'm the cynic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Kayla. This was so fun. I always love talking to you. Um, and I feel like this season was just a lot and I can't wait to see where, where they all end up. I'm, I hope the best for everyone, but you know, it should be interesting and paradise coming up. Did you see that trailer? It looks so good. It looks so good. I can't wait to watch. I do feel like this is one of my favorite seasons of all time. I loved Katie. I love, she stood up for herself. I love this genuine kind of collision between her and Greg because we see real people's emotions. So I thought this was a 10 out of 10. Absolutely love it walking away and it gets me excited for paradise. So hopefully her men are ready to be on a beach and in a, a swimsuit. Yeah, I think so. I think we got, we got Becca Kufrin coming back. We got Joe and Kendall having to reunite. I mean, you know what it's like to potentially get into a, get involved with a couple that's solidified, like God, whoever goes or used to date on the show, whoever gets in the middle of the Kendall Joe thing, I wish them luck. <laughs> I completely agree. It really shouldn't be called paradise, but you know what? We're just going to roll with it. Thank you again for having me, Sarah. This was so much fun. I can't wait to do it again. Wow, guys, that was a lot. Thank you to Kayla for really breaking it all down um, on the podcast. And we'll be back on Friday to keep you posted on anything that's happened post-finale. And of course, get you ready for Monday's premiere of Bachelor in Paradise. Bachelor in Paradise.